Good evening. Please join us in singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, hymn number 123.
the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Would you please rise and join us in singing hymn 125, Joy to the World. be seated. Well, good evening, welcome, and Merry Christmas. We're glad that you're here to join us at Calvary Community Church for our candlelight Christmas Eve service. And our hope for all of us is that this evening can be a time of reflection, of thankfulness, of praise, as we gather to remember what God has done for us in the birth, the life, the death, and the rising again of Jesus Christ, the Lord. Would you please pray with me? Father, we are very thankful for this good day. And we pray, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would be with us this evening. Lord, that you would bring comfort 
peace, joy, and hope into each of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn.
and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger.
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men.
And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them.
Good evening. Thank you all for coming uh, to our candlelight Christmas Eve service. If you've not been here before, I promise to give you step-by-step instructions when it comes to the candle lighting. And I'd also like to invite you uh, to stay afterwards for a reception downstairs. Whether you've had your fill of Christmas goodies already or not, there is a delightful assortment of treats downstairs that we'd love to have you share with us tonight after the service. Tonight, I'd like to take a few minutes to talk to you about Christmas. Do you know what the story of Jesus is about? It's about the joy and hope that came from the birth of a baby. And it's true that any time a baby is born is a time for celebration, for joy, and for hope. But Christmas is about the birth of a special baby. A baby who had been promised by God, a child born of a virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit, who would be God's own presence among his people. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Christmas, at its core, is about good news. But I think it's okay for us to admit that we don't always feel this way. Some of us come upon the Christmas season with only joy. We're excited for the day, relaxed in the days and weeks beforehand, and we're able to look forward to Christmas with only that feeling of joy. On the other hand, some of us are stressed. We're distracted by the concerns of this world. Now, Some might think that the difference is about who is holier, that those who are just focused on Christmas are the holier ones, and those who have the worldly concerns are less so. But that's not the case. The difference is literally who is good at wrapping presents and who is not. And it's about who who can cook and who does not, or who shops or cleans. If you're the one responsible for most of that, then Christmas may not feel like it's about good news at all. It might feel like it's about stress and high standards and family being upset if everything isn't just right. Now, I'm one of the lucky ones. When my wife and I started dating, I remember the first time I gave her a wrapped present. She was very impressed. It was meticulously wrapped. The corners were folded perfectly. There was just the right amount of tape. I did well, and I did well because I bought the gift from a store that wrapped it for me. (laughs) For a small fee. For a young man trying to impress a lady, it was money very well spent. The next holiday, once we were engaged and I didn't feel quite the need to impress that I did before, I gave her a gift that I had wrapped. If memory serves, she laughed out loud. She assumed it was a joke, because rather than looking like a carefully handled gift wrapped with love, it looked like some creature covered in little Santas that might try to eat someone. And while I didn't do that on purpose, what I've come to realize is that on that fine day, I guaranteed that I would never have to wrap another present again. And while I know how to cook, Those who know me well would never think that I should be trusted with anything that's destined for family Christmas dinner. 
So long story short, the last few days have been very different experiences for Lisa and I. And again, this has nothing to do with who's holier. It has to do with who's more useful when it comes to putting Christmas together. And so perhaps you're here tonight and you're delighted. Christmas feels like Christmas to you. Or perhaps you're here exasperated because you still have so many things to do. Even sitting here tonight, you can't quite put that to-do list away. Or maybe you're here exasperated tonight because of that family member. You know the one, the one that just makes you a little bit crazy. Or perhaps you're here tonight and you're sad because of a loved one who won't be at Christmas this year. Hmm. I know for me, it's still impossible to think that my dad won't be there tomorrow. Or maybe you're sad because you feel like your family doesn't know the real you, and you're afraid that if you showed them, they wouldn't accept you. No matter what's happening in your life, please know the good news of Christmas is good news for you, too. There's so much to the miracle of Christmas, but one thing that we cannot overlook is the way that God showed us what community is supposed to look like. Now, I'm going to change something that you may have understood for a long time about the Christmas story tonight. It's a small thing, but it matters. We've always heard the story as Joseph and Mary come to Bethlehem and they go to an inn. And the inn doesn't have any room, and so Joseph and Mary have to go to a barn or a stable and put Jesus down there. And we think this way because that's how our cities or towns are. When you come in and you need a place to stay, you look for an inn. But you see, in, in the ancient world, in the Middle East, hospitality was so vitally important. And when they made their homes, they would actually make a guest room in their homes to share hospitality with those that needed it. And they would even have a stable in their home for their animals to be brought in at night to protect them, to keep them safe and to keep them there. And so what happened was Joseph and Mary came to Bethlehem, went to a home, and said, she's about to have a baby. Can you put us up for the night? And they said, we have someone else in the guest room, but we have room for you in the stable. And so Joseph and Mary stood with two families of strangers and welcomed Jesus into the world together that night. But they weren't the only ones there. Scripture tells us a little more. We hear about magi. These men from the east, men of knowledge and distinction, nobles from another country, gathered around as well. And shepherds. Shepherds were outcasts in this society. They were poor. And because their work made them unclean, they could not worship with the rest of their people. And this group is who came near when God came into the world. Strangers, ordinary people, the rich and the poor, the accepted and the outcasts, all gathered around together as Jesus was born. 
and all of their concerns, their worries and their differences were replaced by delight as they looked on the first Christmas gift ever given. The gift that God gave to Mary, to his people, and to all of us. The gift of Jesus Christ. It's a picture of the kind of community that God made us for. All differences forgotten, replaced by the delight of Jesus. Christmas is the time when we get a glimpse of that holy community God wants for us. And maybe you know a little bit about what I'm talking about. That perfect moment. For me, it happens when the family sits and watches my niece and nephew open their Christmas gifts each year. That moment of delight and seeing their joy sharing with the family, that's what community is supposed to be. And we should say, those perfect moments that show us the kind of peace that God wants to saturate our entire lives, those moments are rare in, on the earth in this life. And we should say thank you to those who've been working tirelessly for days and weeks to make sure that they happen tomorrow. But those moments, those perfect moments, they point forward to something. Jesus' birth is the beginning of a new chapter in God's story. It's an impossible act of love toward a rebellious creation. It's an assurance that no matter what happens, God will always be with us. And the story of Christmas is a promise that God is taking us toward a future full of those perfect moments where there will be no more stress, only peace, no more sadness, only joy, no more fear, only hope, when every day will be filled with love. When you open your gifts tomorrow, I hope that you'll remember the delight of that first Christmas. I hope that you'll remember Jesus. And I hope that in the midst of your traditions and the food and the presents, you'll experience the joy of true community, that first taste of heaven. I'd like to call the candle lighters forward, please. And we'll now begin the candle lighting. Ushers will be coming along the side of the pews to light your candle for you. After yours is lit, please light the candle of the person next to you. But to do that, once your candle is lit, it should stay straight up and down. You're going to be tempted to turn it and light the candle next to you. Don't do that, because wax is hot and we care about you. Please keep the candle straight up and down and let them take their unlit candle and bring it to yours. Once the candle's lit, keep it straight up and down. After our candles and lit, we will sing Silent Night together, and then we'll encourage you to observe a moment of silence as you leave. 